One of the challenges with fixing and flipping houses is when you get to the very end of the rehab and there's still a big list of items that were missed and still need fixed. Or worse, you think your rehab is done so you market it for sale and you get a retail buyer under contract who has an inspection and the inspector finds a huge list of issues you somehow missed. It's the last 5% that's the most difficult. So on today's video, learn how to get your rehab project completed 100% and the five rules to follow to make sure you don't get stuck with unfinished work, saving you hundreds and even thousands of dollars. Get ready to learn how to create a punch list when fixing and flipping houses, coming up. Hi, it's Jerry Norton, the nation's leading expert on flipping houses, even if that is self-proclaimed. And when it comes to fix and flip, I've done hundreds of rehabs over the years. Once all of the contractors are finished with their scopes of work, there is always a list of items that will still need fixed. This is so incredibly frustrating. The last 5% of the rehab is the hardest to finish and takes the longest and ends up costing you hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars that you didn't budget for. First of all, some of these items are inevitable. There are always items on a rehab that weren't initially anticipated or discovered until after digging in. This is just the nature of rehabbing. A window seal that is broken, a landscaping light that doesn't turn on, an electrical outlet that doesn't work, a loose handrail, a door that is sticking. I always budget 500 to 1,000 depending on the size of the rehab on every fix and flip for miscellaneous unforeseen items. However, there are always several items at the end of the rehab that do specifically belong to a contractor that should be fixed as part of their original scope of work. For example, if the electrician's scope of work includes replacing all of the plugs and switches for the entire house, and later there's an outlet that doesn't work, the electrician should be responsible for returning to fix that at no additional cost to you. Let me share with you how to manage that last most difficult 5% and the five rules to follow to make sure you don't get stuck with unfinished work, saving you hundreds and even thousands of dollars. But first, if we've never met, I'm Jerry Norton, and this channel is dedicated to helping you make more money right now in real estate, not later, not in 10 or 20 years, or even three to five years, but right now so that you can achieve true financial freedom and live your dream life. Consider subscribing to my channel and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. The number one rule when rehabbing houses and managing contractors is the more clearly you communicate upfront before starting, the fewer issues you have later. The majority of contractor problems are due to poor communication about expectations from the investor as much as you wanna blame your problems on your contractor. You can never communicate enough with contractors. I refer to this as over-communication. Always over-communicate with your contractors. Remember, the more you communicate upfront, the less problems you have later. This is why a detailed scope of work is so critical. Whether you're using a GC or self-managing, you need to be crystal clear about each and everything that you want fixed. Rather than say, fix the plumbing, detail in writing the exact number of faucets, sinks, toilets, etc. Minimize any chance of a contractor saying, you never said, or we never talked about that. If you're doing a light rehab and you just wanna make sure everything is in good working order, use my detailed punch list, which goes through every item of the house to make sure you don't miss a thing. Now I'll give this to you for free, click the link in the description. Rule number two is to only pay for work completed. This is a very controversial topic. I have other videos where I go into detail about how not to pay a contractor upfront for materials. 
Rather, you buy the materials and only pay the contractor for work completed. Now, I have an entire playlist with tips on managing contractors. I'll put the link to that playlist in the description and you can watch those videos later. By only paying for work completed, you never get upside down with a contractor, which is a dangerous place to be for a fix and flipper. Rule number three is to hold back retention from each subcontractor. Here's what I recommend. Hold back a significant amount on the final draw, usually 30% until the sub's scope of work is 100% complete and inspected by the GC or you if you're self-managing. Do a thorough walkthrough inspection alone without the contractor there. Use a detailed punch list to make sure you don't miss anything. Again, you can use my punch list. I'll give it to you for free. Just click the link in the description. Now, holding back 30% will ensure the sub is motivated to finish on time and to do all of their work. However, upon completion of final draw, only release 20% of the remaining 30%, so you're still holding back 10%, which isn't released until the very end of the entire rehab. Now, more on that in a minute. Rule number four is upon completion of the rehab, hire a third-party inspection. Now, you'll spend $400 or so, but trust me, it's well worth the expense. Tell the inspector to conduct a very thorough inspection and look for everything. Once the report comes back, you'll have pictures and details of every issue the inspector found. Send that to each of your subs, highlighting the areas that they need to return and fix, and once fixed, then you release the remaining 10% retention. Now, I know what you're thinking. Jerry, that's overkill. Now, if you don't do this, here's what will happen, especially on your mid to big size rehabs. You'll finish your rehab and it'll show nice because all of the obvious visible things are done. Then you'll get a buyer and the buyer will do an inspection and there will be a long list of items because no matter how good you are at rehabbing houses, there is always an inspection report and there is always a list of items that the inspector will find. The inspector has to justify his $400 to the homeowner. Next, the buyers will demand those items be fixed. After all, they just agreed to pay top dollar for your renovated home. Then you will try to get subs to come back, but since it's been so long and they've been paid in full, it will be a nightmare to get them to come back. Plus, you only have a small window to take care of all of the items in time for the closing with your buyer. So instead, what you'll do is you'll hire a handyman to come in and handle the punch list, and you'll pay him hundreds or thousands of dollars, which was an unplanned expense not accounted for in your rehab budget. Sound familiar? Rule number five is to always have a rock solid handyman for the miscellaneous punch list item. This is one of the hardest contractors to find, but most valuable. After you've made all the subs come back to complete the issues with items that were part of their original scope of work, there will inevitably still be items to fix. This is where your 500 to $1,000 miscellaneous budget comes in. When you find that awesome handyman, the temptation will be to hire him to do rehab work. Don't do that. They are really good at punch lists, so just use them for punch lists. And let me share a bonus pro tip. Once all of the items are taken care of on the inspection report, have the same inspector do a reinspection and provide an updated report. Leave a copy of this report at the house for showings and have your listing agent email it to any serious buyers. This will put them at ease and who knows, maybe they'll decide not to do their own inspection. It happens more than you think. Now the key to successfully flipping houses is having a systematic way to manage all of the moving parts. That's why I took my 15 years experience flipping hundreds and probably now thousands of deals over the years and I created an all-inclusive cloud-based house flipping deal management system called Flipster. If you've never heard of Flipster, not only does it organize, streamline, and automate all of the steps of flipping houses, including tools for rehabbing such as a budget tracker and contractor management center, it also actually finds and funds deals for you. It's really awesome. So whether you're looking to do your first deal or you're already doing deals every 
month, Flipshare can take you to that next level. If you're into flipping houses, you owe it yourself to check it out. Just click the link in the description. Now, if you learned something in today's video, be sure to show some love, hit that like button, and leave a comment. Let me know if you plan on following my five rules for getting your fix and flips completed 100%. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. I'm dedicated to helping you make more money and less time flipping houses so you can live your dream life. Finally, I want you to watch this next video where I do a detailed training about how to effectively manage your rehab from start to finish, including timeline, supervision, etc. It's about 30 minutes, but really important if you're into fixing and flipping. And remember, it's not about the money, it's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything you want in life. That's what it's all about, and I'll see you on the next video.